0: The Six Pointer Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, Myself, Matthew, hosting this evening, uh, joined by uh, my brother Luke, uh, live from Greece. Luke, hello. Uh, Thank you for joining us. How are you? Yeah,
0: good, mate. Good, good. Enjoyed a beer. Had a few uh, glasses of Greek wine tonight and uh, a few cocktails. So, uh, enjoying the Palace victory that we're going to be discussing.
1: Of course, yeah, you are enjoying a 1-0 victory for Palace over uh, Southampton today. The Premier League uh, opening game uh, was Palace at home. Uh, Selhurst Park was 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 back in action again. Uh, unfortunately, obviously without us, the fans, but um, the team were there and the team certainly turned out for a, for a one nil victory. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about well, we are not just a bit. We're going to talk about the game. Uh, going to talk about what we what we thought uh, of today's performance um, and uh, obviously we both watched it there uh, in a, in a virtual sense um, and um, also talk a little bit about. Uh, The the season ahead uh, and particularly what Palace have done to build on the uh, squad from last year because there's been some some notable action uh, particularly in the last coming uh, couple of weeks which uh, we're good to uh, digest and have a chat about. So um, without further ado let's talk about today. So you know a 1-0 victory for Palace. Uh, Great to get that victory given the run of games we've got coming up because um, they're certainly not easy and this was probably the the, the most straightforward uh, game you hoped, uh, but always potential banana skin. I think Southampton have beaten us four times uh, in a row at St. Uh, in the Premier League, so it was certainly one that you know, we had to be on our game for. How, how did you see it, Luke?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Obviously, we haven't got the best record against Southampton as of late, have we? But um, I actually think I, w- I was looking back and the, the last... Uh, time we played Southampton was on the opening day, uh, twenty seven, uh, t- two thousand and seven. If you remember that one, of a Jamie Skokof hat trick away at St Mary's. Uh, I think Clinton Morrison got one as well. And we won four um, one. But yeah, it, it was it was a really interesting game, wasn't it? In the sense that the first ten minutes, I was a little bit worried because I thought that well, oh, hang on, we're going to get sort of torn to pieces here. But then we sort of came into it, didn't we? And we had a a chance with Andros Townsend and Jordan and I, who link it up really well about nine minutes and then a couple of minutes later on it it produced the only goal of the game Um, and I thought the first half we were probably the better team on average Um, second half obviously we were coming to, I thought we were hanging on a little bit but um, it was just a case of Palace taking their chances and Southampton not really
1: Yes, you mentioned the start to the game Southampton did start very well Um, I, I did worry that Palace were looking to weather a storm maybe for an extending period and you know, given we were at home and okay, noted we haven't got the home crowd behind us. That that was a bit of a con- concern for me, but we did grow into it. I mean, it's fair to say Wilfrid's goal came against the run of play. Um, a really good ball into the box from from Andros, but I think also. It's important to note that James McCarthy. No, James McCarthy. I knew I was going to get it wrong. McCarthy. I was focusing yes. so so much on getting it right. I got it wrong. James <laughs> McCarthy, James McCarthy, who who I think you know, he came off uh, after about sort of, 70 or so minutes today. But for the time he was on the pitch, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And uh, the two two Jimmy Max squared, as we refer to them. Uh, James yep. Macarthur and James McCarthy, I thought, were, were fantastic in the middle of the park today. But yeah, James McCarthy won the won the ball in the, in the middle of the park, played a good ball out to to Andros, uh, who did his uh, his his very best to to put a decent ball in the box. I think we'd had not not long before that uh, another similar chance where Andros had, had maybe fluffed his lines a little bit uh, with the, with the ball in, and, and Wilford looked frustrated. But this time this time around, um, no mistake. It was a very good ball, wasn't it?
0: it was and it was nice to see it wasn't that that Andros has got that, that turn of pace back that perhaps I don't know if he was missing last season but he was obviously able to, to sort of push it past and beat his man on both occasions that you mentioned there um, and yeah obviously shout out to James McCarthy who I thought added that bit of if I can say shithousery to the uh, to, to the Palace midfield and that was able to sort of ruffle uh, and almost nullify James Ward-Prowse who obviously was doing the same on the on, on the opposition Um and really made him a non-event so I thought I thought he played a really important role today and and almost plays that sort of unnoticed role which I I think doesn't go appreciated by enough Palace fans really Um, he does a lot of dirty work off the ball a bit like a Cech Juarty who does in that role obviously he was playing centre-back today but um, yeah more power to him and and, I'd love to see more of him I'm I'm a big James McCarthy fan and um, yeah I'd love to see more of him in that role
1: there's, there's a really good moment uh, or clip going around social media, isn't there at the minute, of uh, of him and uh, James Ward Prowse um, yeah. and the sort of the, the pushing and shoving going on and some of the tackling, which is, you know, it's part of his game. And then I think, I'm not sure if the clip shows it, but I remember also Wilf then getting stuck in and making sure that uh, he's, his presence is known, uh, which yeah, obviously He is, knows he's there. Yeah, which is funny from obviously previous uh, encounters, uh, shall we say. Um, yeah so you know fair to say against the run of play and actually to be, to be fair I actually thought Southampton were probably the better team in the first half they certainly had more of the ball they certainly had more uh, passes and I remember seeing a stat in the first half about passes completion rate and theirs was fine excessive hours and I, I, I actually thought I'm not going to you know sit on the fence here I think they were the better team in the first half
0: I'm, I'm going to disagree with you then and, and a bit of a, a pod controversy there because I think apart from the first 10 minutes of the first half they, they didn't really produce much and I thought alright fair enough Palace I I think about 26 or maybe 33% possession in the first half but it's what you, we, we all know it's what you do from the Tony Pulis days we all know it's what you do with the ball that matters um, and I never really felt threatened especially in the first half by Southampton but I felt that Palace really posed a really good attacking threat when they went forward um, i really always thought that they, they were going to make something, and that, and to be fair, that that theme continued throughout the game for me, um, barring a few sort of Vicente Guaita uh, saves, which I'm sure will come on to, but not.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say on the, on the on the counter, we were certainly the most dangerous team. Um, I think I think they certainly had more of the ball and certainly had more of the. More of the game in the first half, um, but but yes, I agree with you on the break. we were certainly better, and actually, we had the greater chances in the in the first and second half um, you refer, You referred to Greater, and I think you know his his save that death will come on to, but certainly yeah. probably was the highlight save of the game, but probably from my mind, uh, bar sort of a few free kicks that were close but didn 't require him to make a save. Uh was probably Southampton's best best chance of the game. I mean we got we got to first half uh, sorry got to first half got to half time uh in the lead and, and, and yes, as you as you say, you know, looked looked okay despite as so I say, I still believe Southampton were the better team despite not creating much. Uh came out second half. I can't remember what, what minute the goal was, was what, what can you, but there, there there certainly was an element of it hung in the balance for some time, didn't it?
0: It, it did. It was a bit back and forth. And to be fair, it was an entertaining game, wasn't it? Um I think that, it, I mean, despite the despite the scoreline, I think despite the steps, it was a really competitive game, and and one that I think that Palace can can um, hold their head high and come out and saying that we we compete. The did really well. Um but, but sort of going into the second half, as you mentioned, I think Southampton had their chances. I think um, early, quite early on, Chay Adams had had a. Uh, uh, a save uh, from the Vicente Guaita, and then not long into the second half, maybe seven minutes or so, there was the, the controversy with VAR um, that I, I know you'll probably want to highlight. Um, that I'm doing your hosting job here, Matt. This, this is right, but, um, but, uh, but obviously, that um, Carl Walker Peterson caught cool, Target Mitchell quite high. Um, and I said to you straight away, even though my stream was ahead of yours it looks very harsh for for, for me it didn't look like a red card yeah uh, yeah. Um, and and obviously the the referees had they been instructed to um, over the summer and and the new rules have come in place they've been instructed to go to the I don't know whether we call it—the visual um, screen at the telly, the the telly, uh, telly. <laughs> yeah—the the, the TV at the side of the screen—and and, and make the decision themselves, which which is a good idea, I think, especially when we get to become having more fans back in the stadium because it gives, I think, fans that more um, appreciation that the referee is in charge of the game and and is making the decisions rather than someone who is elsewhere and controlling the
1: game. Do, do you know what? So that's a really interesting point you make because I remember the first time that was done. In England, and it was in the FA Cup, and I think it oh. was, it was, was it January of the year of this year? Yeah. We're, yeah. We, were at the game, weren't we? that's yeah. right. Yeah. With, it was the Wayne Rooney show, wasn't it, when Derby beat us? Yeah. But that was the first. I think Michael Oliver was the ref, and the first time he ran over and I don't right. It was a Luka Milivojevic Milivo- 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 uh, tackle. Yeah, it is indeed. And, and, and I just, I just, yeah, looking back to that, you know, God, that, that seems like a, an age ago. But anyway, um, but yeah, as you say, the, the referee was Jonathan Moss, I think, um, did yeah. the right thing, made the right call. Um, you know, and I don't think even the sort of the, uh, the, the daringest Palace fan would say that that was, um, he made the right call uh, after reviewing the situation. They both went for the ball. Both were high, but, but to, to be fair, the um, the other chap, uh, was it, Walker's Peter, did you say? His name? Yeah, he, he was certainly later, uh, so probably yellow was, was the right decision there. Um, but, but yeah, and you I, know. I
0: think to an issue there, bruv, I mean, I think it, it probably played into our favour because Palace aren't normally very good playing against 10 men. Um, I think we're better when it's, when it's sort of 11 versus 11 and, and sort of have, have a bit of a level playing field. And I think it probably um, had had the red card been issued with, I don't know, uh, 40, 35 minutes to go. Um, I, I think it could have done a, a bit of a disservice as it were so I, I think it, it, you know having the game being played out and the level playing field really paid to balance the of Archie
1: yeah uh, and I think we certainly had a, a fair fair uh, number of chances the second half didn't we, we had to, obviously the Wilfred goal was, was ruled offside uh, it was very yeah. close but you know when I saw it I thought they're going to rule that off because benefit of doubt and all that right
0: so well, I wanted to I wanted to highlight this with you actually because right I, I understand that the offside rule is the offside rule but do we not think that common sense need to prevail here a little bit in terms of the rules and, and, and the sort of the not going back to the old school days of daylight and well, you could argue that but, but surely the attacking attacking man needs to be given the benefit of the doubt here and given the fact that I think it was his shoulder his armpit or whatever he was leaning offside wasn't he but the bit he scored the goal with and given the fact that he had to run another 40 yards even to put the ball in the back in there do you not think that we need to say, "All oh, right, fair enough." That 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 man's made they're therefore made up forty yards and got into that position, and then finished, cut inside, and then finished. He's not offside because, given the fact that he's not, you know, a whole body offside or whatever. It, I don't know. It just seems a bit silly to me. It's something that irked me a little bit.
1: For me, as long as they're consistent, I don't really mind. I, I think today today's one was one that was very, very much in a doubt, and I think if there's an element of doubt in there when you look at it, it shouldn't be a goal because historically when you know rewind well i was going to say i was going to say rewind 10 years but not rewind 10 years run rewind, rewind to the season before last you know we didn't have tech this technology if there's an element of doubt they wouldn't have given the goal and i, and I think that's the right thing to do and i think you have to remain an element of um authenticity to, to for the want of a better term to the situation and, and and the fact is that if there's a doubt there if there's oh we're not sure this way that way they shouldn't give a goal um, so, so, yeah, I, I think technology is there to help. And, and my worry is with the technology that it kind of it ruins the natural ebb, ebb and flow of a football game. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. go over the park tomorrow and you watch a game being played. You know, if someone's offside and the, and the linesman thinks they're offside, he's going to give it. There's not any messing around. So, if he's not sure, he'll give the offside again. So, I, I think it's the right thing to do as long as they're consistent in how they do it. Um, I don't like all of these millions of replays with lines drawn and elbows and arms and stuff. But yeah, they've got to find a way to to make it work, right?
0: I guess the saving grace here is that the um, the linesman gave the offside before it went to VAR, so he'd already he'd already seen there was an infringement or there was a potential infringement. Uh, knowing that he put his flag
1: up at being reviewed, so I guess that's the other uh, argument against that. Gets what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't sit there being angry and throwing yeah. my tea at the screen. No, it was, uh, you know, a fair play it happens. Um, and, and to be fair, we had another, a few chances, didn't we? In, in the second half, probably like we say, more so than Southampton's. If I think back to Southampton's chances, I'm thinking about there was a couple of free picks from the left towards the Whitehall. Yep. I think. One just went over the bar. I can't remember uh, Vicente, or Vinci as I call him, making a say apart from the one at the death, which we'll come to in a minute. But Palace had a few chances. Sloppy was dangerous down the left a few times, wasn't he? And
0: There was one that he cut inside and you almost felt that if Jordan and I had anticipated it and almost like got a yard, maybe maybe made the sprint to make a yard, he would have had an easy tap in there. Um but maybe he was he was searching for, for Zaha, who who Southampton really struggled to deal with. I thought today, especially at the back post, he seemed to be unmarked quite a lot, um, which is obviously something that Palace have worked in. I thought, um, but yeah, as you say, Palace had a couple of chances where, where Zaha had gone through and, and Schlucky had worked very well, and then Eze came on as well and, and <laughs> impressed, didn't he? Putting Carl Walker Peters on his ass like a, a, a once or twice, um, and, and had the crowd have been there, we would have really enjoyed that
1: moment I I th- I thought you know there were there were solid performances throughout. I you know I've I've never been sure on the left back coming through. He looks solid. Uh he's obviously not making the impact AWB did, but AWB was, yeah. was a a stand up, wasn't he? But I think Mitchell's done 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 well. And I think today he was really solid. I think he, you know, got stuck here when he needed to, held his lines well. You know, given that was a patched up back four really with, with you know Coyote coming in and, and Scott Dan obviously not having played regularly for some time. I think they did well. I think Scott Dan was really good. I mean, he offers such an, uh, a different uh, outlet uh, uh, corners doesn't he? And you know, he always wins a header, at least one, one or two a game. And I think today he was unlucky actually with the, with one header. I think from the homes now
0: I think also what he brings to the team is as well is that that, that sort of vocal commanding role that, that sort of we, we heard when obviously when we were lucky enough to be at certain early in the year and last season as well that Gary Cahill offers as well is that, that sort of really vocal outlet and you could hear it today on the TV if you, if you were lucky enough to get a stream where you could hear it um, he was commanding he would position people um, check, he, he would tell Check Cure I'd say and Tarik Mitchell where to be um, where, where James McCarthy needed to be um, and obviously he wore the captain's arm, armband today with pride and, and, and I'm really proud to say that you know Scott Down is back to his best and yeah like you say attacking-wise as well he was a real threat and um we were sort of uh, a few feet away from singing Scott Dad as a goal
1: machine yet again. I think I saw a stat today, that he played 150 Premier League games at Palace, which, given, correct, yeah, which yeah. given the injuries he's had is, is you know, a testament to, to him and his recovery and, and you know, just how much of an unsung hero he is. I mean, if you think about it, he's been with us for, what, is this his fifth year?
0: it be six years, was not it? Yeah, six, 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 six years. it January, twenty fourteen, January twenty
1: fourteen, it was, wasn't it? 2014. 2014, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I mean, what what a signer he's been. Va- value for money, goodness me, pounds and pence. But yeah, and, and, and there was solid performances throughout. Weren't there James McCarthy, as we said, James McCarthy had a quiet game, or quieter, sorry, than normal. But you know, him and James McCarthy was was solid together, weren't they?
0: Yeah, and, and a shout-out to, to, to Scott Dan's uh, centre-back partner as well, Cep Karate. He's obviously filled in at, at centre-back. I know he's, he does it for his country at Senegal. He captains the country at centre-back. But um, not a role we've, we've seen him play too often since the back of last season uh, for Palace. But I thought he was brilliant.
1: Would you would you also play over to... Martin Kelly? So, you're Martin Kelly was on the bench though, Would you play over Martin Kelly at centre-back?
0: at the moment I think he I, I think I would because I think he gives you that different dimension to Scott Dan so the one I the, the thing I always say to you that I love about Czech Karate midfielders midfield is that he can drive the ball forward he can really sort of carry the ball and I think he does that out of defence as well um, I've, I've made no secret I thought our centre-back pairing last year the best ones were, were Kelly and Cahill I think they really complement each other well um, but no I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Czech, and I'd I, I'd be um, I, I wouldn't want to lose him at the moment, that's for sure. Um, I don't think, and I understand that, I don't think Martin Kelly's 100% fit. Um, and, it, you know, it's testament to, to, to the injury crisis and, and, and the squad depth we yeah, have that we're able to field such a strong, a strong uh, um, bench at the moment, really.
1: But, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, when I was looking at the team today, you know, you can see there's, you know, not patched up, but there's people filling in, um, like I've just alluded yeah. to. But at the same time, the bench was strong and we haven't had a strong bench for some time you know even even with a even with a with a full strength team you know historically in the in the in the last couple of years you know roy has not had you know players he can he can put on the bench when we look and and think yep you know options in all areas but today that you know okay you know woods was on it but but you know the rest of the the team were first team players weren't they
0: that certainly and um, you know we only have to go back to his, his first season in charge when he had people like um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek um, and then the, the following season when we gave him the tools. I mean, we mentioned this in the last podcast about Michy Bashuai and our and, 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 uh, quality centre forward. I think this is a really exciting time for Palace. All right. I think maybe we need to get through the next few weeks where we, we come through this injury crisis. Unfortunately, Jara, reading world as well, uh, picked up a knock after playing really worm pre-season. Um, and, and he was unlucky to miss out today because of that. Um, I would like to see him feature. Probably he would have featured maybe in, in place of James McCarthy, um, I'd imagine. But, um, but yeah, it's is nice, isn't it, now, to look across the bench and think, wow, you know, we've got some options. We've got some people that can come off the bench now and change the game. If we were 1-0 behind, we've got some people that we can bring off the bench to potentially bring us back into the game.
1: You, you mentioned Eze, who's that exact kind of player. You know, He did well when he came on, didn't he?
0: he did he, he brings that um, unpredictability doesn't he um, I, I, I'm I wasn't to, to sort of hasten him to liken him to Yannick Balassi, but it, it's that sort of chaos factor I think that he brings he, he would play the Lou Brumman loftus role in the sense that he's playing on the left but he's got that free role to drift inside and, and we saw him do that and he can play on the wing you know he can take full take, take, uh, fullbacks on and, and leave them on their arse he did with Carl Walter Peters um and um well, his, his delivery wasn't so good today but you know he i all, all i hope is what i said to you last time as well is that he's given the chance to to embed himself in because he he's going to need that adaptation period um it is a big step up step up from the championship and premier league but today has shown that you know that we've got all the rights and all and all the, way the world to be excited
1: yeah i mean he, he did well when he came on he 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 put himself about he 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 made a few sort of Good passes, and um, you know, I think I think the the element of his game we're not so sure on, which I, I believe from from listening to some QPR fan reviews is better than is believed is his defensive side, and in, in a team like Palace where you know we do try and catch on the on the break, you know we counter, yep. um, and yeah we don't we don't have a lot of the ball. It's going to be interesting to see how he how he sort of uh, does a shift in that respect, but but certainly what we saw today was positive in terms of going forward uh, and sort of you know on the ball um, how things looked so you know I, th- I think posit- positive uh, start from him there um, I mean ov- obviously it finished 1-0 we, we, we could have you know, had a few chances at the end didn't we we could have, could have wrapped it up and then there was the chance where um, Wilf was one on one with um, our, our old keeper Alex McCarthy uh, who then uh, well Wilf then put it into the side and they went straight to the other end Southampton and our goalkeeper uh, Gaeta made an absolutely fantastic save
0: yeah, I, I said um, I, w- I was talking to people on the WhatsApp chat at the time as well. Whilst watching the game, it was almost Sprotny-esque that save, wasn't it? And he, there was a couple of saves throughout the game that, that had that Sprotny factor. And I you know, maybe maybe I'm being a bit too romantic in, in, in harking back to those periods but it does feel like he's got that about him, is not he? And the fact that you know he, he, you feel like he gets the club, and, and those reaction saves were, were fantastic. And, and <laughs> To, to quote Adam Sells, that, that, that you know the, the goalkeepers that they will win you points, and, and he certainly did today. You know he was the difference between Palace getting three points and one point, and, and certainly a match-winning save in there. Uh, was it Che Adams or, or Danny Ings? It might have been, but um, yeah, but yeah a, a, absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can sign a, a contract extension. We're having beyond this year.
1: The thing I liked about the save was not just the save itself, which will get kind of plaudits, but the fact that he pushed it away and out of danger, danger. and that's what guys yeah. have notice. i think in a lot of saves and you know it's, it's that second opportunity that the the the, the attack uh, opposition have um that he he prevented there so yeah it, yeah look let, let's look back it as a game that i think palace probably could have won 3-1 uh, in reality with you know the offside going either way and obviously we'll putting that chance away um, and then you know if, if Agente didn't make the save he did um, so I think yeah, you know, a victory was deserved uh, by us. I'd say um, it's a good start, it's a promising start. Um, in terms of kind of what we brought in, we touched on it with with Eze, you know, and his his start. Um, obviously, Batshuayi came back uh, this this week. Uh, a positive signing, you feel?
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, me and you've talked before about Roy and, and having this, this this power tool in his toolbox, you know, and we finally got on Mr. Batshuayi I mean, let's just hope that. Him alongside Christian Benteke who I understand is, is still a, a, a far way of being fit given that he's got a broken uh, bone in his foot um, can, can really form like a, a, a good uh, repertoire for palace to, 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 to draw upon from the bench when you think that if we're going to play this 4-2 formation with Zahar and Au, or you know Zahar and Benteke Zahar, Benteke, Benteke or Maturay or, Machuay, or who, who knows who we might bring in between now and the fifth of October. Um, it's an exciting time. I, I still believe that Palace. I'm, I understand Palace are in the market for another forward player, whether it be a winger or an out-and-out at striker. So it, it, it's nice to be excited, isn't it? You know, after a lot of doom and gloom and, and, and having a lot of restrictions on the squad, to finally be in this position when you think, you know, we're in a position to push on here and we could have a really good, really good season. Let's just hope that we're uh, in, in the stands to, to see some of it. Hey. Eh?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, hope so, and, and obviously in a, the safest manner possible. Uh, just, just on, just on the batsman as he's known. Um, I, I'm really keen to see him get one of games So obviously, we saw him for you know a few months last year, and, and he started a few, he was on the bench for a few. He, he chipped in with his fair, fair sort of share of goals, and I think he, he did well, and he added something to the team as well. I um, mean, you mentioned unpredictability there's an element of that with him as well, but you know he's a he's a good finisher as well. So, I, but I'm keen to see him do that in a sustained manner, because he certainly yeah. hasn't, hasn't had the chance at Chelsea. So, you know, if he can get a run of games for Palace and, and do well, then you know that'll be an interesting dynamic to think about. And I know he signed a contract session at Chelsea, but that's to protect their interests and similarly, obviously, his for, from, a, from a salary perspective. So, it will be interesting to see how he performs, uh, hopefully, week in, week out. And, and as you say, you know, maybe we might get some further reinforcements there, but. You know, as long as no one leaves, I think we've got a good squad there to, to crack on and progress. The the point people talk to about the age, Palace have certainly been working on. So you know, these are young players they're bringing in with, with some potential.
0: Well, well, it's an interesting point that you make about, about Shawai. I mean, obviously we don't know the details of it, but there are rumours that there are an option to buy at the, at the end of his loan, um, which I'm sure he would, after being on loan for, for many seasons, would be keen to sort of to, to put some roots down and and, and have a permanent home. Um, I mean, I, I've not seen the deal that he'd signed with Chelsea. I, I, don't, I don't know if that is the case or not. I've not seen any confirmation of that. I assume that Chelsea would have done that to protect their own interests. Um, but yeah, like, like, like you say, I mean, given he's... If you give him a run of games, I think he will score. And I mean, he's done that for, for international level for, for Belgium recently. He's scored two in midweek. Um, so, you'd like to think that hes he's got that confidence. And, you know... Uh, a confident striker is something which Palace haven't had for a while, so i would love to see that.
1: So in terms of sort of outgoings, um, I mean, Sirlof is looking set to go to RB lights yeah. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. So, so what I understand about that is that is that um, RB lights uh, 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 have have made a, a bid of I think about twenty four million. I think it was your which, which equates quotes about twenty three million pounds or something like that. Um, and from what I understand anyway that Palace have you know in the loans to Ghent and and, uh, before as well have almost made back what they've in loan fees almost made what they pay paid for them anyway so anything else we get is going to be a bonus so from what I understand he's not keen to play for Palace again Um, it is a shame because I I always quite liked him as you know I I followed him in in Denmark with short Stick. he had there and um, I knew about him from it, from his dad, Gore, and Soilov anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame that we're not going to see him fulfill his potential at Palace, but at least Palace aren't going to be at the roar of the deal of this, um, as it seems, um, given that Trav's absence can't play in Europe, um, and they are under some sort of uh, FFP um, restrictions at the moment, which means they can't shell out the full amount they need for him. Um, so Palace are going to make a, a tiny bit of profit on him, it looks like.
1: But well, didn't we pay ten million pounds for him?
0: It was not. It was nine million up front, I think, uh, rising to twelve. I think, yeah. But Palace made quite, quite a bit of that back from loan fees. Obviously, if they cancel the loan with and Sport, there is going to be have to suffer a bit of blow there. But the uh, the twenty four twenty five coming in, I'm sure will uh, will negate that.
1: Sounds like, sounds like a good move from Palace. Do, do you think anyone else yeah. would like to go out? I mean, obviously, Wilf is the big question mark.
0: It, he is. I mean, for me, it's more about. What, what Palace decide to do with Benteke and Wickham, given the fact they're in their last uh, last year of the contract. Um, common Sense obviously says, you know, when you extended their contract, was it in January, that, that you want to cash in them for them rather than lose them for free. Um, but it, it just depends on whether we're going to have suitors, really, isn't it? I mean, I think Wickham's injured himself as well as Benteke, so uh, you're, you're, you're sort of gambling um, the club. Um, taking a gamble themselves on on, on either player so uh, who knows but um, I don't think it's particularly an area that Palace needs to sell in Um, for me more the competition the better
1: really Yeah I'd agree I think like you say it'd be difficult to to flog anyone who is injured Um, but you know we we will see that the transfer window is is always an interesting time and also given the current circumstances I don't know if it might be a bit quieter than than normal I mean the numbers floating around haven't certainly been but we, we will see Luke, look, it's good to talk to you. Uh, dialed in from Greece. Thank you for joining us. Uh, had a few uh, Mythos uh, beers for us. And what, what's the cocktail of choice tonight?
0: We've I'll been I'll be, I'll be all sorts, mate. Obviously, watching, what, having a few Mythos, watching the Palace earlier, uh, a nice bottle of Greek local wine uh, over dinner, and, and we've had a few cocktails of God knows whatever the wife has ordered. Um, some funny-tasting stuff, and now I'm back on the back on the beer tonight now. So uh, it's going to be a good night. We're celebrating three points of Palace.
1: Very good. Well, get yourself home safely. Uh, Palace obviously back into action. Is it next Saturday?
0: Oh, well, playing on Tuesday. We're Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup, I think, on Tuesday, and then then we're playing Man United on uh,
1: on Saturday. Yeah. Back into Premier League action next week. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we look forward to that. we we'll be back for the pod then. Back for back 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 for the pod then. Um, listeners, hope you're all staying well and safe. Thanks for thanks for joining us uh, for this six pointer. First game of the season special. Uh, myself and, and Luke. Uh, good to talk to you all, and uh, take care. And speak to you soon. At the Palace. At the Palace.
0: The Six Pointer Podcast. <laughs>